0: Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent... Who are the hard left, What's it? Well, we know who the hard left are. in are in the you know, ascendancy I, I, within, the, within the Labour, the Labour Party that. who associate with the hard left. You just said to that we were right right, to right wing. Hard left agenda. Printing money nationalization without compensation a right? hard left wing position hard yeah, left the hard
1: left the hard left the hard left hard left hard left hard left hard left the hard left the hard left hard hard left hard 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 left left
2: He's great like are in there the boy Ben Michael Foot
0: Roy Hattersley just being cool. Roy Hattersley like it's awful
2: yeah <laughs> like if you think that, like
0: there's been any change in the rhetoric of the Labour right in the last forty years? Like nothing,
2: <laughs> nothing. No, it I've, is just the same. <laughs> shit. The same, like oh yeah, no, we've got to. It's about being being electable and appealing to the population at large, winning power. Yeah, they're not about anything. They're just the most hollow group of people. Right, fuck principles.
0: It's all about votes. Like even the centre had some like plan, but like the right <laughs> has like nothing. It's just like. <laughs> We, we should be speaking to people, like people in Blackburn, people in Burnley. We should, we should be speaking to people. It's like, well, that's, that's not what you're saying, is it? You're saying let's appeal to their basest instincts in some manner or form. It's not like, let's listen to their concerns. Let's listen to what we can do for them. It's just like this whole yeah. facade of we are in tune. We're listening. And it's just, yeah, it's awful. Let's listen to their concerns as long as their concerns are immigrants.
2: Yeah, mm, pretty much. It's like, entirely like... legitimate. Only the legitimate concerns, yeah. (laughs) Which MPs would you say are kind of representative of the old Labour right in Parliament, rather than, like, you know, the Blairites? I'd say Gapes. (laughs) Mike Gapes. Gapes Um, is such a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he's
0: awful, like John Mann. Oh, yeah. Like, the real, like, we love big bombs, we love border control, we hate... Like falafel and shit like
2: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those real hard.
0: Nothing's wrong with falafel.
2: Yeah, what, what, yeah, exactly. Like they're, they're, they've got like beef with falafel. They hate croissants. I mean, I, I liked them before, but now, now I'm. Totally them. <laughs> they fucking despise hummus. <laughs> Is this just some like massive huge problem
0: with chickpeas as a crop that I can't understand? Yeah, and the sheer
1: versatility.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the slugs of the labour right, man. Like, like, <laughs> they're just awful uh,
0: and they have the nerve to accuse Corbyn of anti-semitism
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the number one crop of the Levant
2: wait uh, uh, yeah, Eton is a boys school isn't it mm. um, Yeah, do, you, I think so yeah do, yeah. You get, yeah do you get girls at Eton
0: oh no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> their minds can't think about things critically we know this oh, like,
1: yeah, yeah. they can't analyse things
0: fact, There's no evidence for it, but it is scientific fact.
2: I was just thinking back to when Russell Brand called Nigel Farage, when they were both on Question Time, a a pound shop Enoch. And I'm just thinking how, like, the kind of implication to that is that Enoch actually was, like, this proper intellectual
1: and stuff. (laughs) But he was
2: just, like, a fucking idiot who had a really good education and, like, no life and was weird. And so he was able to dedicate loads of time to, like, becoming book That's smart fun. i guess yeah but... just having like an
0: infatuation with languages and then just thinking that like all of the world can be read through all these texts <laughs> it, it makes you go mad If like if you are really into killing people and like aristotle eventually you're gonna have really warped ideas of the world <laughs> i think if you're really into killing people and aristotle then you
2: probably already have
0: some pretty warped ideas <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, he was also really into getting killed by the Nazis as well. Oh, yeah. that, that That's such, like, a kind of, like, a Tory, you know, how they, with Thatcher, they're all like, ooh, mummy, spank me, with Theresa May as
1: well. <laughs> it's
2: almost like that, like, ooh, big, big right-wing daddy, kill me. <laughs> bomb me, Göring, bomb me. So um, should should we like because I understand your time is limited, Kieran. We'll start the episode. Hope Tom shows up at some point, and we can just like do a sort of general chat about politics recently and your yeah your discoveries that you've made. We we have a lot of the same sort of like connections though, like our sources are pretty similar. Oh, it's all from the same font.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's literally all I've got.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> having to pass it off as like so many it's more than people. me.
2: Uh, you're on left twitter too now yeah yeah you're gradually getting in there i'm working my way in there like tom hardly ever tweets and he's still got like a bunch of followers from left twitter just because like (laughs) you know they they know they know me and stuff yeah (laughs) like
0: (laughs) anyway left Twitter's pretty tightly bound
2: yeah yeah once you're
0: in you're in and everyone sort of piles in yeah just like followers i get from being quote tweeted in that thing yesterday about defecting to isis i didn't know how many people would be like okay follow he sounds good
2: (laughs) these guys are like well if if he's a member of ISIS then he sounds uh, (laughs) he's a friend of mine the Salafist piss (laughs) pig (laughs) grandad yeah we can do an episode like Chapo where (laughs) we have you off in Syria fighting with ISIS We'll broadcasting from raqqa and you'll be like fight yeah yeah fight. dude it's totally salafist <laughs> out here which is tight like
0: <laughs> Wahhabism, well, is a man oh
2: my god <laughs> anyway so let's, let's i guess let's start this thing so you're listening to uh, hello, hello. <laughs> hi everyone you're hello. listening to the real politic podcast i'm jack and we've also got Are you going to introduce yourselves you Yaya Rice. That was such dead air. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, we don't even know our own names. We don't, like... we don't have an order, so... Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm Jack, and we've also got with us...
0: Yaya yeah, yeah, Rice. Kira Morris.
2: And hopefully our good comrade Tom Foster should be along in a bit. So, we're going to be talking about recent developments in the politics... It's what, good again baby. It's good again baby. I mean what, what was that like <laughs> Merkel and and Justin Trudeau like had a candlelit dinner or something and politics was like sick. Like yeah. it was just like <laughs> here we go here we go everything's fine because you know we 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 love woke liberal Angela Merkel. I I really do think Berkaban is a cornerstone of any modern-day liberal (laughs) manifesto. And, of course, Justin Trudeau, uh, you know, the wokest man who ever lived. (laughs) Tim Farron, eat your heart out. (laughs) Not as some, like, crazy, like, religious fever. (laughs) He's he's just so taken with the spirit (laughs) You find Tim Farron just in the corner, like, munching on his own heart. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got Kieran here with us today Who is our official RealPolitik Westminster correspondent And so what have you been seeing in the corridors of power recently, Kieran? Well, I've been spending my days avoiding doing real work And
0: going on whois.com to search domain URLs And boy, I've had some fun Especially in the the post-referendum haze where seemingly everyone took to their computers, put down 20 pounds, and started buying their leadership slogans. (laughs) Obvious ones, of course, were AngelaForLabourLeader.com, which, if we can remember that campaign, which launched on my 20th birthday, and I couldn't have hoped for a better present,
1: uh,
2: Hillary for Labour was registered two days after the referendum. Oh, what? She was going to try and get, get into power over here as well. <laughs> God damn it, man. Like, she's useless. Fingers in all the pies. <laughs> okay, so there was Hillary for Labour, the slug Ben trying some shit. What, who else?
0: There was Lisa for Labour. Oh, right. So I mean, that was being put in. I think she's got her eye on that one. All the talks of dinner with Blair twice a week about last January and all that kind of thing. There's shadowy things going on with Blue Labour. They're coming back. They're coming over the hill. Oh, no. But, Uh, of uh, course, all of these, you can't prove who they registered by. So, you know, it all comes up. It's blocked. It's got some company obscuring the registrant. Apart from one really confusing one, I thought, uh, UK, (laughs) where I... I've never personally heard of registering Clive Lewis. Have you? I... Wait, do you know Clive of any
2: this Clive Lewis? Is he that guy from uh, Jabhat al Nusra? Uh,
0: the very same. <laughs> <laughs> there is talk in the corridors of power that Jabhat al Nusra's own Clive Lewis MP. <laughs> could be making a bid to take the Labour Party and then sort of unify it WWE style and make it into <laughs> one cohesive party with Jabhat al-Nusra. <laughs> <laughs> the parliamentary wing of Jabhat
2: al-Nusra. <laughs> so, so, so tell us more about the evidence you've, you've seen for this. Well, he's, as we
0: can tell already, he's not very good at hiding his tracks. It, it's down. It's down there. It's his name is clearly there on all the other sort of the um, like Clive for labor or whatever. He's hidden it there. But he's done this at Glastonbury. And I went back and checked <laughs> this it, like it was the 28th of June 2016. And on the very same day, he did an interview with Middle East Eye where it's the him in a tent in Glastonbury, speaking to some reporter, talking about like, going to see the Chemical Brothers or whatever, yeah. and how <laughs> apparently he <we> shouldn't resign. <laughs> okay. How oh, you should stick by Corbyn, but at the same time, he's sat there typing away, working out different slogans, he's texting <laughs> Owen Jones, he's talking about a big grand plan, Owen's just going off, just furious with the leadership, furious about his lack of involvement. <laughs> All the cops are being summoned and
2: called and everyone's getting ready. And yeah, the putsch began there. Well, wow, OK, so, so this was, uh, I believe, six days after Britain voted to leave the European Union when everyone thought Corbyn might have been on his way, but of course the boy held strong. So it was the day after we voted to leave that the coup started in effect, wasn't it? Mm. Was it, was it I, yeah, a couple couple of days well, it later? it was on the
0: night. I remember because um, it was fun staying
2: up to watch it. I mean, what a night. Yeah, yeah.
0: staying up till four or
2: five. Yeah, the night break. Ben was Yeah, no, that was the greatest night on on Twitter ever. Oh,
0: it was wild!
2: It, it's a night where you're just like pleased not to have a life outside of Twitter. Like you're just yeah. like, yeah, this is paying off.
0: No distractions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just settling in is thinking this. This
0: is momentous, but, like, not in a way that's, like, really momentous, like any of the past points of history, which we look back on. This was being online. Yeah. Till all hours. <laughs> like, you had a guarantee, like, 15, 20 favorites that you could get for anything at this point, because everyone was on. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was just <laughs> liberally throwing shit out, any joke, any anything. It was great. For numbers, I mean, what a night. I mean, the American election was a bit different,
2: because... It was mostly hysteria. Yeah, it was mostly everyone (laughs) like, how could this happen?
1: Like, I was just tweeting all this shit
2: with, like, just so many, like, spelling errors and stuff. Just frantically, (laughs) like, my battery was running out at the Student Union bar where they were having, like, an election party. I was just like, how has this been allowed to happen? What is going on? Like, just just hammering away at my phone. I remember
0: I was actually actually gravely ill that day. And uh, so I spent it just fading in and out of consciousness while I was practically tripping balls on medicine. (laughs) So I think that's the way to experience that election.
2: Yeah, I think you said on a previous episode, you just woke up and you were like, okay, it looks okay. You woke up again. Oh, God. Florida went (laughs) to Trump. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, no, exactly. So, Kieran, you were saying there was a distinction between Clive Lewis's registered account and the other accounts that popped up mm. around that time what what again was this it's just the fact that he put his own name down and he didn't even bother hiding
0: it like i don't think he, he would put, put his own name down it's yeah it's down everyone else has some service that obscures what it was do, do it through a company like it comes up and it says like internet protection services or words to that effect yeah like mm. the same company right. covered lisa nandies as did angela Eagles. and because angela Eagle launched hers you know it was in use. You know it was a, you know it was a yeah. real thing. They ran with it. Yeah. The Clive's is just Clive. Mm. It's Clive Lewis. Clive Lewis registered this 28th, 29th of June.
2: Fuck, F- that, F- that is really bait. That. That, that, is, that is incredibly bait. Like, when you said he was at Glastonbury, I thought he had um, somebody else <coughs> do it for him. You know, some, somebody say he's really supportive of a few of a So he's client. either like, he's authorised it under
0: his own name. And it says that it's been checked against some identity computer thing, so... He will have had to put in his address. It's been completely verified. So he really wanted it to be known. (laughs) I think you do that anyway, but then the next step is that you hire someone to hide that because you're a politician with leadership ambitions and you don't want to just be openly going, I want to be leader one day. And like, when he's kept up this thing, like I've heard from other people as well who've written, who've gone public and saying that he's got leadership ambitions, he'll DM them at two o'clock in the morning, go take that out. I, I, I don't. Why would I want to be leader? Like, from no one, and everyone's just like Clive. We're not fooled. Yeah, he, no one is fooled.
2: He denies it like all the time. He's like, if you say the
0: same lie enough times, people will believe it. That's the Trump <laughs> method. Well, you saw this thing in Alex Nunn's book where everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Clive, are you going to run?" And he's like, "Oh, run! I don't even know where the toilets are." Like, he's trying to keep this thing up of like complete naivety. while everyone is going off record and going, yeah, he, one, was completely in line to take over,
2: and two, desperately wants it. I mean, I think it's fair enough. I imagine there was probably a certain degree of sincerity on his part when he'd literally just entered Parliament, and it might have been a bit of a shock to suddenly become leader of the opposition. Um, It was fine for Keir Starmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I you know, but, but Kier Starmer is like superhuman. Just look at his jaw. Like, he can do yeah. anything. He can chew through iron. <laughs> Would he have a haircut like that if there wasn't something very special about Kier Starmer? I and mean, we mean
0: special in a positive sense, of course, not special in a he's Richard Spencer. We're not saying, <laughs> we're not saying, that. We're not saying that. We're not saying he models himself so on Richard Spencer. We're not hasn't saying he Has been he's punched in the face? <laughs> Kier Starmer has never been punched in the face. Like, it's on his public website and everything. Like, it's one wow. of his main claims. <laughs> He's never been punched. He's never affiliated with any of the special forces in any respect. Not he that. has never done gun running to far-right groups across the world. <laughs> He's a completely clean candidate. That's his whole image. He's clean-cut. He's chiseled. He can bench-press 280 pounds. <laughs> He's got videos wow. of himself doing that.
1: I want him I to lead this us
0: think podcast...
2: Now. Like, the podcast as an entity needs to fuck Keir Starmer. That's just what I'm getting at this conversation. <laughs> this, this, this podcast wants Keir Starmer's D. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps not his politics so much. But, I mean, yeah, you know, he's obviously got something about him. I mean, the same with Clive Lewis. Like, would you wear those tweed jackets unless you knew things were going to work out okay for you in the end? He's fucking <laughs> balls with it. It's like posting all these, like,
0: memes and all these references to, like, the Wu-Tang Clan. And
1: stuff.
2: Like, <laughs> I can't, like, knock for references to the Wu-Tang Clan. No, yeah, like... man, they ain't nothing to fuck with.
1: <laughs> That's very true. I, I,
2: I will go on record, I'm a huge Wu Tang Clan fan. I was just watching a nice interview with Raekwon and Ghostface Killer earlier, actually, where uh, oh, sweet. the interviewer from Complex was just asking him, you know, like, how you guys been friends for so long? And they're kind of like, you know, like, they're hard, they're hard guys, so they're not like ha- hugging each other and stuff, but they're just sitting there nodding away, like, yeah, we're brothers. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, I thought it was pretty sick. Oh, uh, we've got completely waylaid. Yeah, Clive Lewis is, is a weird Twitter presence. He liked one of my articles, which was like this really long, like really kind of like angry thing about Labour's anti-immigrant rhetoric that had been coming predominantly from a right of the oh, party.
1: Wow. Mm.
2: Although now I worry it's more widespread. I did actually choose not to criticise Clive Lewis in that article for his own anti-free movement statements because I... um I don't know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, cause shit in the left, basically. Didn't want to, like, have Owen Jones turning up in my mentions, like, Clive Lewis is completely beyond reproach. How dead. I respect him more than anyone I have ever He's met. the most he principled man red-able. I've
0: ever met. But no, you've played it well here, because that means you're going to get tapped. You're gonna be invited into that media cabal that will one day run the country <laughs> of what will be the gang of five around five
1: <laughs> that
0: will have greater sway on the progress of this country than any journalist
2: <laughs> look ever I, before I, I i don't I don't know Owen and Ellie I think I think I'm cool I'm cool with Sam and Abby, but I mean yeah, cool that's uh... That's uh, an honour, just thinking about that. (laughs) Thinking about whether it could become the Gang of Five. We could form our own kind of SDP.
0: Oh, yeah, think about those pictures.
2: Think about you in, like, the bar in
0: Stoke (laughs) Newington, or on the plane over to go hang out with Chapo. (laughs) Leader of the opposition in the Park Slope mansion. But, you know, it
2: would be an SDP with Sam Chris in it, which would be interesting.
0: (laughs) The SDP meets the
2: RCP. <laughs> See, I mean, wouldn't that just be, like, kind of like a left-wing Labour Party but uh, <laughs> but still had some right-wing slugs in it? But anyway, yeah, what were we saying about... Yeah, just about Clive Lewis, and um, he liked this thing I wrote where I was just, like, calling Stephen Kinnick a racist, just, like... Basically saying Andy Burnham was racist that their words had racist consequences. I was going pretty hard and this, and Clive Lewis was just like, "Like," and somebody sent it. To him. <laughs> um, but I mean, he probably thinks Stephen Kinnock's a cunt. I mean, the guy's not an idiot. That you can give him. There's a reason he's got a good
0: reputation amongst us. Well, yeah. He
2: did? Yeah. I mean, what was it he called Wes Streeting that one time?
0: I jumped up, Ted. <laughs> Oh, the McDonald's MP just seen off. Just the old shot of that as well. It's like, oh, if you don't like, don't follow, you jumped up. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Jesus.
2: Well, well, I, I mean, I don't even know what happened there. Like, did he like criticise Blair or something? And Wes just jumped in, like, how dare
0: you? <laughs> he starts wailing and screaming.
2: Tony Blair is the most principled man I've ever known. <laughs> 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 Clive Lewis follows Farage's fucked face on Twitter, and they sort of banter together.
0: Well, I hear he's got him tipped for
2: Shadow Home Sec. <laughs> That's what I'm getting on the grapevine. I've got to say, actually, if Farage's fucked face would play a prominent role in proceedings, who by the way follow him at UKIP Blackpool, <laughs> he's not UKIP. He's I'm just putting that out there. Like if Farage's fucked face was like heavily involved in this new uh, gang of five SDP meets RCP kind of thing, you know, I might be tempted. <laughs> Just to, you know, just to scab you guys and, like, fucking
1: (laughs) jump off the Corbyn
2: train. Fuck Corbyn. He supports (laughs) IRA and and Hamas. Fuck him. (laughs) They all turn eventually. (laughs) Has anything else interesting been happening in the exciting high-flying world of politics of late?
0: Well, there's the departure of Simon Fletcher.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm following that. Following Aaron that, Owen Jones on immediately leaping on Twitter. <laughs> Simon Fletcher is the most principled man I've ever met. Like, like Jolly and Green <laughs> More stepping up. More or less up. than Tony Blair. Yeah, Jolly Farmo. and Green, what a tosser. Oh. Like, oh. I, I I, really do think out of all the Jollyans, Jolly and Green is by <laughs> far the most odious.
0: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't shag windmills like Jolly
1: and
0: Green, <laughs> but he's just... Everything about him just reeks of ugh, just that complete New Labour spad entitlement. Yeah, where he mm. that because he was in in the glory days that he has this preternatural view of how politics will always fall out.
1: Yeah, like, electability. Mm.
0: Gotta love it.
2: Yeah, he's just an awful spad. I don't even know what he does now. Some of the former Blairites are doing kind of like cushy jobs at big companies, like Theo Bertram, do you know him? Mm, I'm sure a lot of them are. (laughs) The Jollians and the Theos. Well, a lot of old Blairite MPs who have left Parliament now are working for private health companies. Tariq Ali's got that huge list of them in his book, The Extreme Centre. Which I stole and is currently with me in America. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, I've read it, it's cool, man. Ah, what what was I saying? Bastani, say to... curb stomping Owen Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just going to say Theo Bertram works for Google, and he is not a fan of tax justice campaigners. I'll tell you about Theo <laughs> really? that, Theo. Really? It's a distraction in politics. <laughs> but yeah, Bastani and Jones just having it out.
0: Just like, yeah, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. The results <laughs> were spectacular. He just made a fool out of him I mean I know Bastani has his like it's fair to say he's modelling his tweets on Trump and we don't really know why it was funny at first, but now he has that big ridiculous exclamation mark at the end of everything he says. <laughs> and like his, I am Obastani's have got like increasingly animated and furious. And uh, it's not going to be long until he's like making these big sport palast speeches and getting everyone to rally to him. And I think that's the way things are going to go. But he he's just using his powers. for good. of him. Yeah, he is using his powers for good,
2: See, like yeah, Superman. I mean, I would say, uh, like, I understand that as a person of colour, Bastani is a bit offended by the Trump comparisons because, Mm. you know... But again, just in the style of tweeting, I can see how it's... um... Yeah, people are thinking that. But he does use his powers for good. I I think the first person I saw compare Bastani to Trump was uh, actually Sam Chris, and he called him, like, a bizarro...
1: Mm. (laughs) A
2: bizarro Trump using his powers for good. (laughs) But, But I think that is the key thing, that completely like separates him for Trump he is using his powers for good you know i think i think Aaron's heart is in the right place i don't think he's a bully as well like i don't know no where. that's ridiculous I don't know that's where how is he getting that bursting from. into tears like <laughs> you're
0: being mean bastani's just like i oh, calm down like you are <laughs> making such a fool of yourself calm down and he's just thrashing about this whole pound shop <laughs> Trump thing.
2: Well, that's what actually made me think of the Russell Brand pound Shop Enoch thing. Thrash mm, like, uh, yeah. that because yeah, I think the pound shop thing is a bit kind of. I mean, what's he saying? Like, guess those ideas
0: it... have merit.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Bastani's like a low rate Trump.
0: Trump is a low rate Trump.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's the idea there? Like, Arab Bastani created Navara Media, which I mean, it's not always on point, but it's like it puts out some pretty fantastic stuff compared Mm. to the rest of the British media and him and James Butler, to use a kind of entrepreneurial capitalist idea. They built that place from the ground up, man. Like, (laughs) them and Ash Sarkar and all, all the great people who work for them, like, they've really added to the debate in this country. Yeah, they've captured something. And what they do, I think, that's crucial in this debate is that they promote, They sort of just create a space for left-wing ideas. Yeah. They don't see public opinion as this kind of fixed thing where you've constantly got to, you know, freak out at, It's like every poll and that kind of thing. You know, they're not so interested in having uh, Tim Farron on the show or anything Mm. like that. They really do create a space for left-wing writers and, you know, people who can genuinely add something to the debate and aren't given a space elsewhere in the left-wing media. Yeah, like they're they're really egalitarians in that respect. Yeah, sorry, in the media, not in the left-wing media, because there isn't
0: really a left-wing media. (laughs) They are it. Open democracy is probably a little bit too dry and... The canary is a little bit too disreputable. Jacobin's like, when it hits, it hits. But when it doesn't, it's like putting out completely bizarre shit.
2: Yeah, Jacobin Mm. is, I think, again, it's like a really good thing. And it's creating a space for left-wingers in the American political discourse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they do just print some bizarre shit. And, of course, there are the usual limitations of it that apply to kind of like American democratic socialism, Mm. where uh, they are incredibly kind of welfarist. Yeah, Bernie's as far left as you can go. I mean, I think some people in, in Jacobin, to be fair, are a bit more radical than that, but I mean, a lot of people recently laughed at our comrade Andrew Dunn when he talked about how Clement Attlee's reforms were funded in great part by the British Empire and by the wealth that Britain had created by a colonial system of exploitation. And the people from a DSA, like, discovered this tweet of his and were just ripping on him for it and it was just... Yeah, and they were completely wrong because as much as the Attlee government was the greatest reformist government in British history it was still tied down by the same methods of exploitation that previous British governments had been so that's the kind of limitation to their mindset it's not particularly like anti-imperialist I think. But, mm. again, I've I've subscribed to Jacobin, actually. I'm looking forward to getting my first physical copy. Nice. nice. I do think them and Navara Media are doing a really good thing. And, like, yeah, Navara recently... They've had Anne Petterfor on, who is on John MacDonald's Economic Advisory Council and is a really interesting economic thinker. And that's the kind of people they talk to. It's good. Good shit. And, of course, like, their main people are all, like, very intelligent and insightful. Even Aaron, I think. And Aaron's, mm. like, he's, he's got his weird... Uh, you know, he's got his weird qualities, but he is quite entertaining. He does, like, spice it up and make it a bit less dry, so fair yeah, play yeah. to him. But they they don't like, you know, it's not, like, full of jokes like our podcast or whatever, so Aaron Bastani's <laughs> kind of uh, boisterous nature does keep it <laughs> keep it kind of popping. <laughs> Without having that,
0: like, ideological shift that this podcast has when it comes out in support of, you know, racism
2: or <laughs> reconquering the Levant and establishing a caliphate. <laughs> Yeah, is there there anything else we'd like to uh, mention while we got you here? I don't know. I'm happy to riff, but... What are your thoughts on Milo (laughs) Nonsgate?
0: Cut and shut, but it's (laughs) so funny to watch every chud from the (laughs) alt-right hit the wall over Mm. this. Like, a lot of them have come to their... I've defended him when he's just been joking, but, like, I will say no on this. He is wrong. It's like he's been wrong the whole time.
1: Yeah, the whole
2: you fucking time. pricks. So, like, you're fine with racism, which is a, a, just a, a system of global evil. But, you know, you draw the line at noncing. Well... You know, I'm pretty sure, like, when, when slavery was implemented in America, plenty of noncing went on under the auspices of, <laughs> you know, of that system. So, yeah, these, these fucking pricks, man. I just love how that whole side of the alt-right who've been talking
0: up this complex language for child molestation amongst the Democrats has just <laughs> let, to just being like, no, he's been taken out of context. A idea yeah. is so much different. Pizza Gate! Like... Pizza Gate! <laughs> mm-hmm. And by the way, read the new Milo thing. I mean, Pizza Gate is Real. Like oh, just, just so we're clear that up. Like John Podesta. It, it, is obviously a giant it's master. because he
2: didn't say a single word about cheese pizza. <laughs> I'm just slightly worried that all Milo's like hordes of impressionable fanboys are gonna start non-sing just because they think it's okay because he
1: does
2: it. <laughs> Oh
0: my god, imagine if that was sort of like became the new sort of thing of the info wars types. Oh god. It's just all nonsense. sing outbreak. sing oh. is the new counterculture.
2: God, yeah, it well, you know, the new punk rock is sing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Kieran, it's been great to have you, man. Great as ever to talk over the uh, political events yeah. today. As ever, it's so fun, it's superb. We need to
0: <laughs> sort the Australia one out soon, I think. Oh yeah, that would be great, man.
2: Yeah, enjoy, enjoy your time at the pub and uh, congrats to Sarah on getting into. Ah, uh, what, what. Where is it again? LSE. LSE. yeah. Yeah, sorry, it was like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, no, I'll pass it on, don't worry. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> See you later. See you later, dude. See ya, See ya. Bye. bye. See bye. you around. Uh, Tom says he's not going to be able to record tonight. Ah, shame. You've been listening to a special (laughs) News Roundup episode of The Real Politic Podcast with Jack Crane-Reed
1: and Yaya Rice
2: and our good friend Kieran Morris. So, thank you for listening, everybody, and keep it dialectical.
0: Stay well, comrades. (laughs) do it <laughs> it's tech it's exciting it's young people it's crowdsourcing